This is ESPN Radio. Larry Wilson and Freddie coming together on ESPN Radio this morning, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPNU. 6XM Channel 80 and the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh, we're going to get to Victor Wimbiyama and how he's able to call it a bounce back, even though he's not been here for years when it comes to the NBA and Summer League. But this whole conversation started with poor Amber Wilson finding <laughs> out from somebody who's Charmaine Nameless, Mark Morales, one of our guys behind the scenes. And Amber was stunned that Mark Morales not only was not a fan of Britney Spears, but could not name one song that Britney Spears has ever made. And boy, did it set Amber Wilson off. I mean, kids these days, Freddie, just not respecting their elders. Because there's this conversation surrounding Wemby with the altercation or alleged altercation between his security and Britney Spears, uh-huh. where, of course, a player of Victor Wembenyama's age wouldn't know who Britney Spears is. And I call hogwash on that. Now, yes, Wemby was not alive when Britney was in her heyday as a pop star. But, Freddie, <laughs> I knew who the big pop stars were when I was a kid, right? Even though yep. they were before my time like I knew who Madonna was I would recognize Madonna even though Madonna's heyday was in the 80s and that's the time period I was born in not to age myself but I feel like that's a good comparison there to Wemby here and Britney Spears I would recognize who Madonna was I in fact I knew all of her music even though I was a baby when she was at her height. Were you bumping a lot of Madonna when you were a freshman in college? Was that really going That's what on? I want to know. If I Madonna mean, what, walked what up Amber to you, Wilson. if Madonna walked up to you in street clothes and no like just normal, you would recognize you would have recognized I, her as a 19-year-old. I went to There's a no Madonna doubt. Britney Spears concert when I was 19 years old. Britney Spears opened for Madonna. It was one of the best concerts I've Ooh. ever been to. I so saw there, it in Atlanta, Pat Georgia. So yes, Pat, so I would a lot of Cindy Lauper when you were 19. I would have absolutely recognized Cindy Lauper. Girls just want to have fun. Like the music that was popular when I was a kid, I was familiar with, even if it wasn't my music or my heyday. I mean, you had to be living under a rock. Like, I knew who Cher was when I was growing up. I mean, how do you not know? How did your parents not expose you, Mark Morales? <laughs> but I'll, I'll give context to this with Mark Morales, and he is a big Marvel superhero fan. If Britney Spears or Madonna doesn't look, look like somebody from the X-Men, he doesn't care. That's just how that Does goes. Does Mark know who Madonna is? Because Madonna's even older, much older, much, much older. Does than he Britney know who Spears Madonna is? is? Okay, if, if, uh, let's give Mark Morales. Let's give him a chance to get some TV time and radio time. And Mark Morales, speak on behalf of yourself because we've pretty much been dogging you right now, saying that your history of pop culture is substandard at best. So defend yourself, young man. All right, well, I do know who Britney Spears is. My argument was growing up, she wasn't, for me at least, I'm 26, I'll be 27. My recollection of her was when she shaved her head, going through, you know, the court stuff she's going through uh-huh. in her strange social media posts. To uh-huh. me, it's not about the music. Uh-huh. But and so, Madonna, I do know who Madonna is. But all is. this technology it's didn't fair. you weren't compare you didn't even it didn't compel you to at least find out exactly what the fuss all about and what she made. That did that that didn't sway you that way? Not not necessarily. I mean, I knew her sister was from Zoe 101 cuz that's kind of like my generation. That's but, fair. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I knew her music. I just wasn't, you know, right now when when you say Britney Spears, the first thing that comes to my mind is the whole 
you know, her her post music career. I mean, that's wow. fair because she hasn't made music in many, 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 many years. I don't even remember the last time that she made music, yeah. Freddie. So, so she's she's yeah. somebody who has become famous far beyond music, even though music was where she started. I don't yeah. have a problem with that. Like there may be kids out there that don't realize Justin Timberlake was a musician, right? Because he's been an actor and he hasn't, gosh, I don't remember the last, even though JT was phenomenal. Like, I don't remember the last time right. that dude dropped a hit just because he decided not to. And he went into something else with his life. Mm. I get that. But to not know who these people are, like this idea that Wemby wouldn't recognize Britney Spears, who would be in a Vegas casino with as much security as him. It seems strange to me, but, especially yeah. since I knew who the kids or who, who the stars were for my parents' generation, Freddie, and I didn't have TikTok defeated to me. Like, but, I didn't have the internet back then. Back in my day, but we why didn't would, have the internet. But, but, we didn't why, have Google. Eh? Yeah. But why would Wemby know... But why would a 19-year-old kid from France know anything about a 40-plus-year-old pop star from America... When right. he has no, like, why would he even have any idea who that was? Here's be, how I counted that. Be careful how you say 40 plus. Yeah, exactly. I didn't like your tone, yeah, I didn't like your tone. Yeah. Okay. Although, although he's right. closer to 40, he wants to admit. You should apologize, you old man. Here, here's the deal. All this technology that people have in this day and age, they will want to look at something they didn't want to be bothered with. And if you're Victor Wimbiyama, Britney Spears is not going to appeal to you. So the fact that he didn't know who she was, doesn't surprise me because nothing against this generation. I'm not going to be that old man, get off my lawn. I don't do that. But a lot of this younger generation, Amber, if it's somebody that does not interest them, that does not have that it factor to them, they're not going to go look that back up in history. That, that's just not what this generation does. And it's not like her music is like staples in the, what are you, the culture. Hold on. What are we talking about? Her, her music isn't staples. I it mean, is. no, hit me baby not. one more time. Come on. What are we talking that's about? Amber, I'm that's telling you right now. Hit. famous. It's a regional hit. It's not a regional would, hit. That was a mad. Now you're just trolling. Regional? No, it was, you're you know, insane. You're, you're completely insane. That, that song was, was massive. That big of a song, Yo, If it was that Alan, big of a song, it was. Wendy would have heard it in front. It no, he could not have been bigger. You know why? Britney Spears could not have been bigger in her heyday. She was Taylor Swift before Taylor Swift. Thank you. Also very regional. The, the, the generation now uh, is not going to look back cultural, music back cultural, then. Cultural, not regional. Right. It's it's not, cultural, yeah. cultural and regional, regional are two or, very just, different things. You're saying that Britney Spears only was relatable in Duluth, Minnesota, which but is I'm completely not true. The people, the people in France are not going out of their way to learn about Britney Spears' that is music. So no, no. She, no, she was just as famous that's, in France as she was in America. Alex, you are off on that, buddy. She sold nearly 150 million records. Worldwide. Worldwide. Yes. Million. Last World time I, Alan, Alan, time I checked, France is on planet Earth. Last When's time I the checked. the last time she sold a music record? It doesn't matter. She sold it more matters. than you have. She sold Yates, more than have I have. Have you ever been to she France? Sold, she sold more than That's anybody fine. in this room. But what 150 I'm, million but what times. What I'm saying is a totality of longevity of sales does not equate to a non-American knowing their music I'm because not of their name. But I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm it's not American, non-American yeah. thing, though. Yeah. She's but, just as famous yeah. nearly around the world as she is exactly. here. It's probably right. a generational and thing. Generational. Was, exactly. But it's not a foreign thing. She was yeah. big in France. Like, baby, Huge. one more time, hit was like fourth. That came Oops, out in 99, All right, yo. but she... But and? I, Victor Wambinyana is 19. I'm not disagreeing with you from that standpoint, Alan, in terms of he a cultural difference. He was four years old. I get it. I'm not disagreeing with you. But for you to say that Britney Spears was just a regional hit, that sounds asinine. 
It really does. Yates, do you know who Aretha Franklin is? Yeah, everybody knows who Aretha Franklin is. People knew who Britney Britney Spears Spears was in 1999. Everyone knows who Aretha Franklin is, but not Britney Spears. Aretha Franklin's much older than you. How do you know who she is? Because of my parents. Of course. That's my point with Wendy. There you go. That's my point. Number four in France for that hit that you guys are claiming to be that big. And there's no claim. There's no claim. It's a fact what that record did worldwide. So That's the, not a claim. We didn't, charted, dig, we didn't say the earth is flat and found that the earth is round. That's not what we're doing charted, here. If the record charted at four in France, wouldn't that mean that Wemby would know who she is? No, I'm not saying he doesn't know who she is. He's not supposed to know who she is. That's not what I'm saying. No, she is. I'm, he is supposed to know who she no, no, is. I, I will push no, back on that. No, he doesn't gonna, have to be familiar with her music. He doesn't have to be able to sing every word to the but, songs. But Amber, he does have to know but, who she is. Amber, She's this, that famous. This generation does not deal with that way. Famous to them is somebody in the last year. That's how they look at things. That's you, not true. Yes, it is. That's not true. I don't, I don't you sound like an old man, one, No, I don't. Yes, I you think do. this generation Dude, is not true. Freddie, I hang with more younger people than you do. Let's, Freddie, let's take the, that to the table. I, that's, yeah, I take, at the beginning take of the, the show, of though, one. Freddie, we were talking about Luke Combs because I went to Luke Combs concert. You mentioned that he did that Tracy Chapman remake of Fast Car. And so he's on the top right now. So she's on the top. Her song is on the top of the country billboard charts, which is remarkable to think. And the pop billboard charts, too. All these years later. That's this generation though of a lot of remaking music remaking exactly. television shows a exactly. lot of releases so i do feel like there's a lot of opportunity for the youngest people for the teenagers to frankly be familiarized with a lot of stuff from yesteryear so maybe they didn't hear it the first time around but you would think even britney spears's songs i'm sure are used all over tiktoks and stuff you know i'm no, sure clips not. of her no, not. are no, fed not. to us through gifts no, they're not. Is not that no, they're not. it is not relevant no, no. It. if britney spears does it to their point is not relevant on tiktok no 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 i don't know man yeah. people are having all sorts of resurgences because of tiktok have you played any britney spears songs for your kid have I you? have I have not played any Britney okay. Spears songs for my yes. kid. I do, do you listen to Britney Spears ever? I do not listen okay. to Britney Spears ever. There we go. Exactly. There we go. And neither do I. But at the same time, the generation now. That, stop that. Not just being silly. Triple H say ESPN. There's a couple Christina Aguilera songs that I still rock out to. Only like two. That's the same Only generation. Because she can sing. Her music carries. She has longevity. Her music, her voice, is it's a thing. She's always going but, to be but relevant. Also, but also, she's still Man. relevant in music. She's not known for being infamous yeah, outside of music. Now. Well, well, her voice that. is Next level. Her, her voice carries too. There's no her, doubt about it. Her voice that. is a little, little yeah. better. But Brian in North Carolina was the way in on this 888-729-3776. B, what you got, my man? Guys, I'm a 42-year-old man with a 401k, and I'm man enough to admit that when I was 18 years old in 1999, when she was queen of the universe, yes. I waited in line for like four hours at a mall to get Britney Spears' autograph, and it was totally <laughs> worth it. See? Totally worth totally it. Totally worth it. At 19. Yeah, because she was relevant in 1999. But that's exactly yeah, what but he's he saying. Wasn't gonna, you weren't going to sit there. relevant, Pat. She was like the biggest no, thing hold ever. On. It's, it's like in 20 not, years, somebody's saying. You're missing the point saying... that I'm making. You're missing the point that I'm making. You haven't made Brian was not going to wait two hours in line for Cindy Lauper, which is what the People, hold on. People still do. Brian, I mean, it, Rolling Brian Stones is still, is still phone, selling right? out concerts. Brian, yeah. are you on the phone? Would you have waited two hours for Cindy Lauper in 1999? I'll tell you this much. I'd wait two hours for Britney now 
Lopper's, it's not an apples to apples comparison for Thank me. Thank you. It isn't. And so Attaboy. It's not. Put a little respect on Brittany's name is my yeah, point. Yeah, you know exactly. what? You tell yeah, you him. That's you a compare, good call. You can't compare Cindy Lauper, who came out in 1984, 15 years earlier with Britney. Didn't have nearly can't. as many hits as Britney. That's literally what we're talking about. You can't. Did not have as many hits. Madonna would be the better comparison yeah. there. Yeah, and talking cultural icons. and You want to talk about cultural and generation to generation, that argument makes absolutely no sense. I went to a Journey concert a year ago. Journey was when I was a kid, like journey, I wasn't around for the heyday of journey and I still went to a journey concert and appreciate their music. And it's still a heck of a time. Like you can appreciate music that was most popular right before you. But it Mar- doesn't have to be exactly your generation. But Mar- you like yeah, Bar- Mark will back me up on this. When it comes to this generation, if it's something that doesn't appeal to them, they're not going back to look at it. They're not, they're not, they're not going into the, the hot tub time machine to do that. They're just not doing that. And I respect have Google. That. Google, they're not, Spears. They'll Google Learn a thing or two. This generation will Google stuff that they want to listen to and that they want to see. And if it's something that doesn't appeal to them, they're not going back in history nine times out of ten to do that. They're just not doing that. That's she just how so that goes. Many. I'm looking at her at her chart list now. Like She had so many number now one Now, remember, hits. she was only relevant regionally, according to Alan Yates. Yeah. Never Yo, mind y'all if y'all I have not listened million. to a singular Britney Spears song since 04, probably. Yeah, we're That's not, dis- not, we're not disagreeing. Act like her music no, is this we're not disagreeing. Alan. All-playing thing. Alan, we're not disagreeing with that, but when she was white-hot from 99 to 2003, she was more than relevant. That's a cool little run. That's fine, but it's a reason why <laughs> Webby don't know who she is. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm not disagreeing with you. Not I haven't listened to Madonna's music in a minute either, but I know who she is, and so should you, Alan Yates. <laughs> I know a, a lot about Madonna, but a lot like I think we know too much about Madonna. Songs with Madonna's name, no one is making a song titled Britney Spears. Give it time. She keeps being infamous. It'll happen. She nah. keeps touching Victor Wimbyama. Somebody's going to do something. That might be part of his problem. She keeps that stuff up and getting brushed up. She's going to be a song or a name checked in a rap song or a hip hop song sooner than later. We're going to ask an FOS, a friend of the show. When was the last time? He listened to Britney Spears, and we might talk a little NFL, too. Amber Wilson, she's not Madonna. Freddie, come on, not Prince. This is ESPN it's Radio. Britney B. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is ESPN Radio. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. Don't forget about us on ESPNU, the NFL right around the corner. Less than 60 days away for the NFL season to get started. Kansas City Chiefs will take on the Detroit Lions that Thursday after Labor Day. It gets the NFL season started. Let's get you ready and get closer and closer with Jeff Johnson, ESPN NFL reporter. Hit him on Twitter at Jeff Johnson. Jeff, we were having, I don't know how this happened, a spirited discussion when it comes to Britney Spears being known by Victor Biyama and the San Antonio Spurs and that whole kerfuffle that happened last week. Where are you in terms of the relativity when it comes to Britney Spears? 
what was the what was the debate? Okay, uh, I think it's I, I, I think it's completely asinine, Jeff, that Wemby wouldn't know who Britney Spears is, and I understand that, like, that she, her music uh, was popular for, before his time. I get that, but you knew who was popular in your parents' day, right? I mean, but, it but seems wait, insane. What, Wemby said that, but well, no, he didn't what, say that. But there's this assumption that he didn't recognize Britney Spears during look, this alleged look, altercation yeah, at Summer League. He was not. He was not around for Britney Spears' 2001 uh, MTV Video Music Award performance, and as such, he does not have the memory of Britney Spears ingrained in his, his teenage mind, mind like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I, you're speaking from experience there, Jeff. Yeah. That was the snake no, one, was, right, uh, with the green moment. outfit. Other- Core memory yeah. in my life. Yeah, we all remember. <laughs> we all remember. I'm picking up what you're putting down. It was, back, it was actually back-to-back years. The next year, she had the the, uh, the snake. Yes, oh, yeah. the snake. That's oh, the yeah. one I remember. And then the kiss with Madonna oh, MTV Video Awards. That was actually, I guess that was 2000. The year before that was nothing short of spectacular. <laughs> I, I forgot okay. about the kiss with Madonna. Oh, I, did, oh, I didn't forget that at all. That was major news when all that happened. <laughs> Believe me when I tell you, as far as that goes. Other NFL Wait, Do we sound old? By the way, do we yes. sound old right now? Yes. I'm good with is that. that. Is that be- what's happening here? Here's the deal, because everybody's going to get old sometime, some way, and they're going to be in the same yeah. position that you, Amber, and I are at when least, it comes to that. At least we have Britney Spears. What do they have? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like they we got, have wow, some, wow. some Instagram model. They got Instagram models. <laughs> they got inf- That's what they have. They got plenty of those. They got influencers and Kardashians all around. No talent, but influencing yeah. people, but I digress. Yeah, I have, I have, I have fun, Wendy, with your childhood memories. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter with Freddie Cohen and Amber Wilson on ESPN Radio. Going to the NFL, let's get back to that now that the whole Britney Spears fest is completely over. Snakes and Madonna need not apply. Where are we now with Dalvin Cook and his situation looking for a team? Yeah, look, I, this is one of those things that there's really nothing happening on it um, just yet. And as we get closer to training camp, when veterans report July 25th, uh, that's really when we should start kind of um, – expecting him to sign with the team. I will say I am curious to see if so July 17th is the deadline next week for Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs and potentially Tony Pollard, but I don't expect that to get long-term deals um, instead of the franchise tag. If either of those two guys maybe get a long-term deal, perhaps they could set a market that gives a better indication as to what Dalvin Cook should get. Because right now it feels like Every running back is still trying to figure out what what their market is, and nobody is is setting it. So, I, I honestly do think that that's kind of a, a bit of a problem for teams and these veteran running backs right now. That being said, if neither guy does their long term deal, Dalvin's just going to have to make a decision. And to me, I still think at the end of the day, it's kind of going to come down to the Dolphins. And I still think Dalvin Cook, being from Miami, is going to carry a lot of weight. And uh, I would, I would. Yes. I mean, this is just a guess. I still think that he winds up with the Dolphins. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us here on ESPN Radio. When we talked to Delvin Cook's agent on Friday, his agent and Delvin both seemed to be in Miami. So I thought that was interesting. D-Hop is the other big-time free agent out there that, of course, we're all watching. Where do you see DeAndre Hopkins? Where is his uh, agency here standing at this point? So not dissimilar to, to Cook in terms of timeline. Like, he left his visits with the Patriots and the Titans and kind of wanted to take a step back and uh, see, you know, those two teams remain interested and he could sign with either one today, but uh, he he doesn't really have any incentive. Um, my wonder there, I guess, if, if, we're, if we're kind of 
wondering what, what it would take to go to a different team. Like, I look at the Chiefs. If they do a long-term deal with Chris Jones, which is something that their GM has said is a distinct possibility, um, that could free up, like, more than $10 million in cap space. So suddenly maybe the Chiefs kind of step into the DeAndre Hopkins mix. Uh, I don't know that they will, but that would be something that if, if they do the extension with Chris Jones, that maybe we re- revisit um, – Otherwise, if that doesn't happen, I think Hopkins is basically just going to have to pick between the Titans and the Patriots. In your opinion, Jeff, because so many teams made moves, some made moves, to, as desperate moves, some made moves for in terms of getting better to catch the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC or the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC. What team, in your opinion, improved the most this offseason? I, I mean, you mean across the board? Across the board, I, I'd yes. Probably, I'd probably say the Jets. Just because of Aaron, okay. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to uh, not look at a Hall of Fame quarterback going to a new team. And I still, I mean, Rogers only a few years removed from back-to-back MVPs. So to me, that's that's the team that kind of has shaken up the AFC. But you know, it's it's hard not to look at you know from the the other spectrum like Denver. I mean, like hiring Sean Payton might have been the biggest move of the offseason. Um, the Dolphins hiring Vic Fangio. So it's not just about players. I think the AFC to me is going to be wildly interesting this year. The NFC, uh, a bit more, I don't know, doesn't have the juice, but the AFC is like, I, I mean, you could, there's divisions in the AFC right now where you could literally picture four teams making it. Uh, and the math doesn't work, but, you know, across the board, it's like, who is going to be out of the playoffs this year? Um, it, it's it's going to be fun. So let's play the opposite game then, Jeff. Who's taking the biggest step back this offseason? Good question. Ooh. Good question. Well, probably, <laughs> I mean, this is the easy answer, but probably the Packers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you lost your Hall of Fame quarterback. I am not of the belief, just as I wasn't of the belief when, you know, the Patriots lost Tom Brady, that you can possibly get better by losing um, a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. I, I get it. He came with drama, and some Packers fans might be like, oh, we're tired of the drama. Well, you're not going to get as good a quarterback play. So to me, the Packers suddenly don't feel uh, nearly as much as a playoff contender as they did a year ago. My man, Jeff, always appreciate my friend. Thanks for taking us down Britney Spears' memory lane, and you take care, free, okay? Free Britney. Leave Britney alone. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, brother. <laughs> Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter. Hit him on Twitter at Jeff Darlington. Joining me and Amber Wilson here on ESPN Radio. Hit us up on Twitter anytime you want. Amber Wilson's handle, Amber W Sports. My handle, Coleman ESPN. Like Joyce, who says, why would Wimby have to know Britney? She's irrelevant today. Some people just don't know or give a damn about Britney and this scripted farce. Amber is overdoing the Britney, Britney fame, but she hasn't even turned her son what? onto it. Enough said. Joyce My son's dropping four, down. man. I, one day when he's of age, I will show him that Britney Spears VMA performance, or maybe I should allow my husband to yeah. introduce him to all that. Okay, but uh, we got some years to go before I'm going down that path. Yeah, yeah, that might be a guy's moment more than a mom and son moment. Yeah, you might have to stay. I away mean, from every that one. every every girl wanted to be her too, right? That's true, and we'll just leave it right there alone. <laughs> Everybody wants to know about Amber's top five quarterbacks in the National Football League, and one is on there that I probably should have had on my top five list. We'll get to that after you get this message from Granger. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Can you remember the last time you had fun on a bike ride? Electric e bikes, the number one seller of e bikes in America, is here to bring fun and joy back to biking. Their riders routinely say they feel like kids again riding these bikes. And one even said, I'm a 46 year old man, and I can honestly say I haven't had this much fun on a bike since I was 10 years old. These e bikes from Electric are fast, they're up to 28 miles per hour. They offer lightweight and foldable e bikes, so you can easily take them on the go to explore national parks, campgrounds, and more. Even if you don't have a truck, trailer, or a bike rack, many of their models will fit in the trunk of a car. They also offer long-range batteries that provide over 65 miles of range so you can explore further and longer. Just head on over to electricebikes.com today and take their bike quiz to find a model that's perfect for your needs. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know we're big fans of BetterHelp in all the ways it can help people with their mental health and this year has gone quickly and so i'd like you to think about something that you're proud of in 2024 so far think about what you would be proud of what's something you still want to accomplish this year and when life goes fast it's important to take a moment to celebrate those wins and therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months for the rest of the year so you can look back on the rest of the year the way that you have this past year to know that it went the way that you wanted. And therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I urge you, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So take a moment for you. Take a moment. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is ESPN Radio. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Touchdown, Jalen Hurts. R-E-L-A-X. To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank Em. The top five quarterbacks. And we do it to it right here on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson, Freddie Coleman together presented by Progressive Insurance. Also on Sirius X and Channel 80, the ESPN app and ESPNU. My top five quarterbacks I gave about an hour and a half ago. I have Aaron Rodgers of the Jets at number five. Jalen Hurts of the Eagles at number four. Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills at number three. Joe Burrow of the Bengals at number two. And Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs at number one. So now it's Amber's turn and we kick it off with number five. My number five quarterback is a quarterback you didn't have on your list at all, Freddie, and shame on you. That is a former league MVP in Lamar Jackson. Mm. A couple injury-riddled seasons, a way too long contract negotiation that had us exhausted talking about it for two straight years, and everybody has forgotten that Lamar Jackson somehow is an incredible quarterback. He is an incredible quarterback. He should be a top-five quarterback in the league. We know he has all the talent in the world, 
We know he's answered a lot of questions. He needs to answer those questions in the postseason. He needs to show us what he looks like in a changing offense. And most importantly, he needs to show us what he looks like since he got that money, honey. I'm so glad we don't ever have to talk about that, or at least not for the next four years. But Lamar Jackson got paid. I think he has every reason to ball out and show us that the Ravens made the right decision in handing him that deal. I think Lamar Jackson looks like a top five quarterback this season. Number four. My fourth quarterback on this list is Josh Allen. Now, we both agree on Josh Allen. You had Josh Allen just a notch higher than me. But what Josh Allen does with both his arms and his legs is incredible. He is so fun to watch. If I was a Bills fan, at times I would hate it because he's terrifying to watch what he does in terms of taking on that pressure and taking on that contact in a way that no other quarterback does in the entire league. But I ain't a Bills fan. I'm a Dolphins fan. So I find him electric to watch. I don't have to worry about my quarterback being injured. Well, I do, but for a whole different reason, whole different quarterback. But you know what I mean? I don't have Josh Allen. I wish I had myself some Josh Allen, frankly. I think Josh Allen is phenomenal. Yes, he hasn't had the success in the postseason yet that we expect that Buffalo Bills team to have. But certainly that's not all on Josh Allen's shoulders. That man does everything he can to try to win for that team. Number three. My third quarterback is also a former league MVP, you know, multi times over. And oh, by the way, back to back as well in recent years. And Aaron Rodgers, Ooh. Aaron Rodgers had a down season, quote unquote, last season. It wasn't a down season by any other standards, particularly when you consider where we are with Aaron Rodgers at 39 years old here. He can he's poised to have a whole resurgence with this New York Jets team. We know the talent that he has around him on that team. Green Bay wanted to move on. Aaron Rodgers has moved on. We'll see what it looks like now in the number one market in the country, but Aaron Rodgers certainly has been for the last 20 years a top five quarterback in the league. Number two. My second ranked quarterback on this list is Joe Burrow, and this is a place that we both agree. Freddie Joe Burrow obviously Mm -hmm. is phenomenal. We're talking about a quarterback who leads in in so many categories when you full, when you pull the advanced stats he's been to a super bowl he's been to a super bowl in a year that none of us expected that Bengals team to get anywhere near a super bowl because of the lack of protection that he had in front of him and yet he was still out there doing remarkable things that Cincinnati team has continued to get better around him Joe Burrow is phenomenal at the helm number 1 and my number one quarterback is Tua. T- I'm just kidding. Everyone, calm down. <laughs> Twitter my number one melted. I mean, I, I wanted to do it. I so wanted to do I know it. You did, but I won't. I'll stick with Patrick Mahomes because we're on the fancy morning show. You know, if this was Joe and Amber in the evenings. I probably would have done something crazy like that. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is the obvious answer here. You had him as number one as well. I mean, it feels like to me, frankly, Freddie Mahomes and Burrow one and two. Nobody's probably disagreeing with that at all. It, there's no argument to be made against Patrick Mahomes being the best quarterback in the league. I love the fact you have Lamar Jackson number five because I firmly believe he's going to have some kind of resurgence. And it's weird to say that about a guy, what he's been able to do for the Baltimore Ravens, but for the first time in his NFL career, he's got some dudes around him. You bring in Odell Beckham Jr., I think Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be terrific for him. I love Zay Flowers, the draft choice out of Boston College, and you hope that Rashad Bateman can stay healthy at wide receiver. And we know about Mark Andrews at tight end, what he's able to do, and he's not going to have to run the ball as much. So I may regret not having Lamar Jackson at my in my top five. I am kind of surprised Aaron Rodgers that high at number three, and that's not to say he doesn't belong there. 
But I love the point you made in terms of people forget it wasn't that long ago to bring some memory to everybody's memory that he was the MVP of this league, back-to-back MVP. And you can say he was selfish, he was looking out for his numbers. He still was the MVP of the league in back-to-back years in 2020 and 2021. We're not talking about a guy that has fallen off a cliff when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. No, I mean, listen, his MVP season's 48 touchdowns, 37 touchdowns, only 26 touchdowns last season. Only 26 (laughs) touchdowns last season. I mean, part of it is the barometer of where Aaron Rodgers has set the standard. And so when Aaron Rodgers is having like a okay season by Aaron Rodgers standards, it's still a great season by most NFL quarterback standards. That's what we saw from Aaron Rodgers last season. We knew about the deficiencies with that Green Bay team. I'll be really interested to see what it looks like here with the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers is one of those quarterbacks that could easily fall out of this top five list next time we have this conversation after this season. But right now, he deserves our respect still. He's still very squarely in the max. Yeah, people talk about Josh Allen will be motivated in Buffalo. There's no doubt about that after what happened last year. We have to worry about the motivation of Joe Burrow Cincinnati because he knows that he is right there, not just being the best quarterback in the league, but having a team that can take down Kansas City, and he has beaten them multiple times. We know about Jalen Hurts having that motivation when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, but Amber, for my money, that Aaron Rodgers, because of his ego, because of the fact that how it ended in Green Bay, being refreshed, being in New York, and he knows that if he wins with that organization, that star-crossed franchise that has been the New York Jets, it's going to be it's, it's not going to be a measured how much that he's going to be able to uplift his name. He may be, in my opinion, the most motivated quarterback going into the season to prove so many people that he still got it and that he can get it done and that Green Bay is nothing without him. And it's not even a knock on Aaron Rodgers that he has that ego. All of these guys have that ego. It's quite literally necessary for them to be where they are and have the success that they've had. But you're absolutely right. He is going to want to show that Green Bay made a mistake once again, moving on from him. We saw how motivated he was when they drafted Jordan Love there, winning two MVP back-to-backs in the those seasons. Now he's going to be motivated to try to stick it to the Packers once again and also show off and show out in a new uniform in the number one market in the country at 39 years old. I'll throw a quarterback at you that I think next year could be in a potential top five situation. I'll give you Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. Fair. He has all the makes. I know Justin Herbert gets a lot of love with the Los Angeles Chargers, and he mm-hmm. should because there's not a throw he can't make with the Los Angeles Chargers. But Trevor Lawrence it's amazing what happens when a guy who's that talented and you have a proper team and proper coaching around him. It seems to be the, the thing to do when you have a quarterback. I could see that guy potentially, not next year, maybe a couple of years, I could see Trevor Lawrence or Jackson being a top-five quarterback. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he enters that conversation. I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Herbert is very squarely in that conversation. I, right now, would have Justin Herbert something like sixth, probably, okay. if we were doing a top 10. Trevor Lawrence would be hard for me right now. Like, would I put him in the top 10? If I did, I probably would put him at number 10, because of the sample size. But it feels like what we saw in terms of particularly the second half of the season last season, we saw that true talent where he was the odds-on number one overall pick. We saw why Doug Peterson, obviously an excellent coach. Everything's headed the right direction in Jacksonville. I am with you. It would not be shocking at all if he's on our lists next year. Hit us up anytime you want at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, and on Twitter at AmberWSports. That's Amber's handle, my handle, at Coleman ESPN. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. Well, somebody got a new deal in the NBA, but there's another coach that's also a Hall of Fame coach that may not be getting that same love from his team. We'll dive into that next on ESPN Radio. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. 
Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Are you tired of uncomfortable, stuffy clothing when you're on the move? Task Performance is here to revolutionize your active lifestyle. Crafted with their innovative organic cotton and bamboo fabric blend, Task Performance's Carrollton Collection is Task's all-time most popular active wear. Task Carrollton Collection is breathable, moisture-wicking, and provides USPF 50-plus sun protection, keeping you fresh, cool, and comfortable all day long. Task has harnessed the natural performance qualities of bamboo to deliver amazingly soft and durable apparel produced in an ethical and sustainable manner. Whether you're hitting the gym or on the trail, the golf course, traveling, the office, or just around town, Task Carrollton Collection will help you feel better, move better, and live better. Available in dozens of colors. See what better looks like at taskperformance.com. Use code SPORTS to get 20% off. That's code SPORTS at TASCperformance.com. Task, creating the most comfortable performance apparel on the planet. This is ESPN Radio. I wonder how much Greg Pavard is going to make sure that anybody connected to Britney Spears gets nowhere near his guy called Victor Wimbiyama. Yeah, I said it here on ESPN Radio. I'm Freddie Coleman, Amber Wilson together. Thanks for joining us on the Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app, and ESPNU. So how about Greg Popovich? Amber pointed this out. I completely forgot about this. 22-60 and 60 last year. It felt like a gap year for the San Antonio Spurs. But now they got Victor Wimbiyama. And they want to make sure the right coach is going to be there. He got a five-year, $80 million extension, Amber, to stay on. Meanwhile, one of his contemporaries in another sport, Bill Belichick, had his owner kind of put him on notice. Not notice, notice, but notice enough to say, hey, Bill, it's been great, but let's make sure we don't miss the playoffs again for the third time in four years since you know who left us and went down to Tampa Bay. Robert Kraft is making it very clear this offseason and podcasts and these interviews he's doing that his goal is singular. It is to make it back to another Super Bowl, right? He wants to win Super Bowls. That is the goal for this franchise. And in doing so, he's making it clear the winning is paramount. Greg Popovich's job this season was a little different than that. You just recognize the, you just mentioned there the record, Uh little different, Freddie. And what this contract extension essentially tells us is job well done, right? Mission accomplished because the job this season wasn't win an NBA title. They weren't anywhere near that or even compete in a postseason. The job was this season was to win in terms of the NBA draft lottery. And they did that. They got Victor Wembenyama. And so mission accomplished from Popovich. What this does is this essentially locks him up to ensure that he will be there for the development of this young player. Now, I do think that just because it's five years doesn't mean that he necessarily is coaching the entire five years, or maybe at some point here he has discussions with the Spurs, puts a predecessor in place, or successor in place, rather, a successor in place, and he maybe just transitions to his front office duties instead of trying to take on double duties like he currently does with San Antonio. But 
it does show that Pop is going to be around this organization, even though he is 74 years old, right. and that he still has the winning mentality, that he still wants to coach, that he still wants to be part of this rebuild and this plan moving forward. I think that's big for the Spurs because they still have the winningest head coach at the helm and certainly still one of the most respected coaches in the entire NBA. It's amazing. We're talking about two guys past 70 years of age, and no one is talking about, yeah, you know what? I need to move on from these guys. We need somebody younger. We're not talking about that with these two. We're not talking about that with Nick Saban, Alabama head coach. I, mean, I think it's amazing that they aren't talking about it, right? Like, That's what do you fair. want to be doing, Freddie Coleman? It's 70 years old or 74 years, 74 <laughs> years. As much as you and I love this job, and boy, do we love it. Yes, we if do. our bosses are listening at ESPN, yeah, we love it so, so much. Uh-huh. Wink, 74 wink, years old, right, right? <laughs> 74 years old. Do you want to be getting up at four in the morning uh, doing this with Amber Wilson? This is a young person's game. <laughs> I readily admit that, and believe me, as much as I, I know I'm blessed to love what I do and do what I love, I always love hanging out with you and everybody else being part of the ESPN radio family. It's hard to last 19 seconds in our business. Right. Much less the 19 years plus that I've been here, part of the ESPN family. But at 74 years of age, somebody else better be sitting here. I mean, <laughs> Seriously. Exactly. I yeah, mean, these coaches are crazy. Particularly when you consider, like, you and I might have to be working at 74, okay? We um, might have to be, yeah. We don't, we don't have the kind of bank account that a Pop and a Billy B yeah, and a like, Nick Saban has. We get it. I got big goals and plans for myself. I don't know if I'm getting that 80 mil anytime soon uh, from ESPN. The reality is, though, these guys have made so much money throughout their lives. And for them to still choose to be doing it in their mid-70s when they could be floating around on a mega yacht sipping Mai Tais is just remarkable to me every time. But they're built different. That's why they're there. That's why they do this job. You make a great point. Amber Wilson, Freddie Coleman together on ESPN Radio and ESPN. You you reminded me of something. One of my favorite jazz artists of all time is Duke Ellington. And he was literally writing music until he passed away in the 70s. And a reporter asked him, you know, hey, Duke Ellington, you've done so much. You know, when are you going to retire? And his answer was, retire? Retire to what? It goes to your point about why would you retire? You still love what you do, and you're still capable of doing that. That's why Nick Saban has no plans to retire as Alabama head coach. Greg Povich got a five-year extension that will take him to his 79 years of age as a San Antonio Spurs head coach. Bill Belichick is not retiring anytime soon. He can name his time when he can leave. But Robert Kraft, I know what he said. He's not exactly pushing that guy out the door. More than ever before, outside of college basketball, because those guys left. Jim Boeheim, right. Coach K, Roy Williams, they couldn't deal with that anymore. They were like, look, this is really a young person's game with NIL, transfer portal, deuces, I'm out of here. But in other sports like college football, NFL, NBA, they're not exactly running coaches out of there if you can still do it to it and make it work like Pop, Bill Belichick, and Nick Saban. It's remarkable when you consider the demands of that job. Like, you know, I was joking about me and you, but like what we do for a living is so fun. And, and frankly, like it ain't rocket science, yeah, right? Yeah. So can I imagine yeah. sitting here talking in a microphone when I'm 74, if I'd be so lucky? Right. What they do with those hours and the pressure that is on them, and then also their ability to still relate. Popovich is 74 years old, and who the Spurs is choosing to mold a 19-year-old player, even if, yes, Popovich at this point is a legend in his own right. Popovich, clearly a Hall of Fame coach. Popovich, the winningest coach all time in the NBA. He is 74. 
four. Freddie, we are having <laughs> fights on here about whether Wemby should know who Britney Spears is. Uh-huh. It's remarkable <laughs> that Greg Popovich could want to frankly, relate to a 19-year-old and mold a 19-year-old at this point. For him to have been able to do it across so many generations, like the Nick Sabans of the world and the Bill Belichicks of the world, all of these older coaches that are still such phenomenal coaches, that in its own right is remarkable. And the big part of that is, and this was said to me by a coach not too long ago who's no longer coaching college basketball, you have to understand where people are coming from. And it just can't be old here, new there. You find that middle ground where you don't have to like what young people do because there's nothing worse than an old person trying to be hip to maintain a young mindset. It is absolutely painful when you see or hear something like that. But that doesn't mean you can't pay attention to what their interests are, what they like, what they don't like. It gives you more information and more education to understand exactly how to bridge the generation cap, generation gap. And more than ever before, those coaches stay relevant because they're paying attention to their players no matter what sport that is. I still try to be hip. Bet, Freddie. Bet. I'm staying out of that. <laughs> I'm staying out of that. How'd it go? I'm not, it, it went fine. you got to ask Alan Yates and Pat Costello. They're a lot younger than me. You know. It, now, if you start using words like cap and don't know the cap. meaning, then we got a problem. <laughs> We got a major, major problem. <laughs> we need like a young person's dictionary just to work with the guys in the control room. Exactly. Like decoding an entire language onto itself. Young dictionary for old dummies. That's what we are here. Amber Wilson, Freddie Coleman of ESPN Radio. Kevin Durant was at it again, but he may have been right on social media. That's next. This is ESPN Radio. More next. Can you remember the last time you had fun on a bike ride? Electric e-bikes, the number one seller of e-bikes in America, is here to bring fun and joy back to biking. Their riders routinely say they feel like kids again riding these bikes. And one even said, I'm a 46-year-old man, and I can honestly say I haven't had this much fun on a bike since I was 10 years old. These e-bikes from Electric are fast. They're up to 28 miles per hour. They offer lightweight and foldable e-bikes, so you can easily take them on the go to explore national parks, campgrounds, and more. Even if you don't have a truck, trailer, or a bike rack, many of their models will fit in the trunk of a car. They also offer long-range batteries that provide over 65 miles of range so you can explore further and longer. Just head on over to electricebikes.com today and take their bike quiz to find a model that's perfect for your needs. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com.